I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Oh, hey there, (laughs) putty tat. Oh, I like being a putty tat. Well, putty tat, I taught I taught putty tat. (laughs) Is it as hot as balls there as it is here? Um, we're in like the midst of a tropical storm, so it's real fun. It's real humid and occasionally they, there's just a torrential downpour. (laughs) Okay. So you're like in the jungle now. Yep. Flash flooding, the whole works. It's really fun. Look up like what the fuck is happening in New York on Instagram right now. It's very funny. Or look at subway creatures. That's a whole, uh, Instagram page. Look at subway creatures and you can see the subway stations that are literally flooding. Oh, super fun. Can you just stay inside, though? I mean, now, yes. Okay. Oh. Did you have to take the subway to work? I sure did. <laughs> was yours flooded? Um, On the way to work, no. On the way back, I was definitely drenched to the skin. It was super fun. It's a thing I, that happened. I don't love that. But then again, I, you know, the joke sometimes is like, oh, yeah, I love seasons, too. That's why I like the good ones. That's why I live in California. But at the same time, you know what season we're in now is fire season where every day it's like somewhere you're going is on fire like i had to go to the grocery store on tuesday and i told my boss at 4:52, i'm like hey uh my exit's on fire so i'm gonna go now because i just i'm gonna be in traffic till they put it out <laughs> he's like yeah go ahead <laughs> and it was it wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be i pulled up and it was just the brush was on fire so I'm like oh that's fine but we'll have a worse one in 10 minutes just because i said it out loud so yeah yeah great the Beauty. planet isn't like crying or anything. It's totally fine. No, it's definitely not our fault. Couldn't be. Anyway. <laughs> so Harry Potter. Yeah, let's talk about something a little less heavy, but maybe just as irritating as the weather. <laughs> oh, fully just as irritating. Oh, I have a note from last week. I oh always God. say, I always say I should research this and I never fucking do. I remembered this time. Oh because it- my God. <laughs> You are. You look so much like Kristen Wiig when you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> the excited aunt or whatever. <laughs> no. Okay, so we had mentioned, or I had mentioned last week that I'd never seen like all the weird artwork on Harry's wall in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. And there was something that looked like a comic book page on one side of his bed. And mm-hmm. I said, isn't there a comic book in the Harry Potter series? And we kind of couldn't remember if there was. It finally struck me today. I was like, no, it was... When Harry first goes to the burrow to go to Ron's house for the first time, and he sees Ron's room for the first time, they mention he's got posters everywhere, um, Quidditch books, whatever, and then a comic about the adventures of Martin Miggs, the Mad Muggle. Ah. So that really could be a poster of the comic books that they have. I love that. We're going to say that it is. It's canon. There you have it. You heard it here first, folks. I did a research. (laughs) Welcome. I'm very proud of you. I love that fun fact. Never happens. Okay, let's dive into this next chunk of the fucking night bus. Hold on to your butts, kids. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. So we start this section still aboard the very raucous night bus, swerving in and out of traffic as the shrunken head cackles like the fucking Wicked Witch of the West. So weird. I... Anyway, um, I, I, I genuinely can't talk about that again. No. Uh, no. We, can't, uh, we, we tried last week. We're like, we're going to talk about it next week. I don't. I, I can't. I, there's, I have more to say about it in a second, but I'm just, I'm, okay. Yep. Harry asks uh, if the muggles can see 
the bus and Stan replies that muggles don't see nothing, do they? Just before the bus is forced to slam on its brakes to wait for a little old lady to cross the road. And as a result, Harry is catapulted forward into the bus window. So I got to say it. I'm like, I just can't get over this stupid shrunken head. I like, I don't think that it has any place here, nor do I understand why he fun fact in my research, I discovered the shrunken shrunken head's name is Dre head. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, why is he Jamaican? Okay. Head and shrinking then... has origins in northwestern South America, like Peru okay. and Ecuador. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck is a shrunken head in Britain speaking with a very thick Jamaican dialect? Just why I don't I don't even think it's particularly <laughs> funny. Yeah, it, it has a weird place. Okay, so the only thing I can possibly give it to maybe justify it is that he's kind of narrating. So they don't let Ernie speak. Right? Which I don't also don't understand. He speaks. I really in the don't book. either. Yep, he speaks. And okay, so they're trying to create more chaos and tension with him narrating. Little old lady at three o'clock. Like, but we can all see this. Like, and why couldn't right. Stan see these lines? Hey, Ernie, we got a little old lady at three o'clock. Like, it should be more. This is something that happens all the time. They come across old ladies and double-decker buses and all that shit. Like, we didn't need this fucking chaos of the screaming little shrunken head. I, I it, what, what, you're, you're right. What did this add? It added absolutely nothing. Like, they try to pretend like he, he's acting as Ernie's eyes with the, like, saying, little old lady at three o'clock, whatever. But his eyelids are literally sewn shut. <sighs> Maybe the shrunken head is Ernie. No, his name is Dre. <laughs> Well, that's what Ernie has named him because his spirit is actually in Ernie's mind. I hate everything about it. Anyway. You're like, do not even try. Okay. I need I need to move on. I I hate everything about that moment. It's so dumb and And Harry I, up against the window. I think it happens twice where he goes whoosh, whoosh, and like his mouth yes. gets smooshy. I'm like It's Ugh. stupid. Yeah. So they take off again and Harry notices the photo on the front page of the newspaper that Stan is reading. And he asks who it is. Stan is shocked and explains that the photo is of Sirius Black. And this is the first we actually hear of him in the movie. Mm. Small little book bitch here. I actually really like in the book that Harry is already familiar with him because he was on the Muggle News. And it makes sense to me. And it ties into the sixth book when the Muggles are notified of what's going on in the Wizarding World. Which they're notified this time too. And it even like says multiple times in the book that they, you know, had to tell the muggle world because he's a danger to everyone because he killed 13 people whatever blah, 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 blah. Yeah. so um that bugs me anyway stan tells harry that black is a mass murderer that he's broken out of azkaban and that he's the first one to do it uh and that he was a big old supporter of voldy back in the day mm-hmm. uh the bus continues to race across london and directly into an overproduced moment of CGI that is completely unnecessary to this moment or any other moment in the fucking story. And I just felt like this, sorry, I just felt like this whole thing undermined what I thought the night bus was going to be was like this kind of cool, like it can jump, it can hop, it can do this stuff. And it just, it's so quick that you don't, that's why muggles wouldn't even notice it. Like it's, yeah. so this just kind of undermines the whole thing of like, no, it's driven by a, guy who's kind of blind i guess and guided by a shrunken head and it can do comical things at the last second yeah okay i don't like any 
Okay. So the night bus squeezes between two double-decker buses. Magic. Sure. Like, I'm sorry. Remind me of this moment when they cut something that was actually important and I'm pissed off about it. Because let's talk about the amount of money that they spent on that CGI moment that was completely superfluous to the plot. Like, just... Okay. Fuck well, there's, off. There's, there are I'm many so angry plot. right now. <laughs> there are many plot things that this movie is just like, ah, uh, nah. We're just I not- know! <laughs> All right, Monica. If anybody gets that reference. Oh, man. I think... You get a cookie. Anyway. <laughs> So the bus comes to a sudden halt outside of the leaky cauldron uh, on a different street than when we first saw it in Sorcerer's Stone, mind you. But I'd question that too. Yeah, it's fine. Different street, different sign. I guess it moves. Magic. Magic. Uh, And Harry is projected one last time into the glass at the front of the bus. Ha ha ha. Very funny. Very slapstick. That was great. That was really great. Our protagonist is getting slammed against windows. Yeah, that was cool. Isn't that great? Um, so Tom the barman has miraculously transformed from the endearing older gentleman that we met in movie one, one into Igor from the young Frankenstein. <laughs> I said Uncle Fester, but pretty close. Yeah. Like a combination. <laughs> um, I just, that was a whole ass choice that I didn't need. I have, we have to talk about that for one second. I think it is established in the books or hinted at he's like a hunchback or humpbacked a little bit like no nope Uh -uh. oh or is he just a hunched over or hunched nope he's just tom the barman (laughs) well he's like a toothless wizened old guy he's supposed to be older number one right older yes and like toothless or something but like this choice to make him uncle fester igor and like a goob while we're at it but he's the owner of this very popular wizard site. I I just I have a I have a lot of feeling. Okay, we can keep going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, now I need a description of him because I don't remember him being toothless either. It was something like he was hump hunchbacked, like like older. I'm thinking like an older man who's got degenerative back shit. Like not this extreme choice that we fucking made. Yes, you got toothless. Tom was described by Harry Potter upon sight as old, quite bald, and that he resembled a toothless walnut. <laughs> so like a bald guy, yeah. So Cute. like a bald guy, yes, and maybe toothless, but not Igor. <laughs> like, what is this? Cho- I don't even understand. Like, it's almost like they handed Alfonso Cuaron the books and he went, no, I'll just, I'll figure out what I want to make I'm of it. I'm <laughs> not convinced he read them. No. He's like, oh, there's a werewolf in it. And let's say a hunchback and let's say witches and let's say shrunken heads. And let's say, and they're like, wait, 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 wait. well, not, not all of that is in the, no, it's okay. Witches. And <laughs> I'll it's just keep totally adding. Fine. In... <laughs> it's totally fine. It's going to be great. It's totally fine. <laughs> I'll just add him when I feel like, and then, uh, yeah. Well, he uh, didn't. I'm sure the script writer was like, mm, I'll just kind of go with what I want. It, okay, it, but way too many people said yes. That's all I'm saying. Correct. Too way too consent. many people like rolled with this. Anyway, so Tom slash Igor greets Harry on Tigor. I like that. Tigor greets Ooh. Harry on the bus and escorts him inside with his trunk. Um, inside the pub, we see a few people scattered here and there. And we pan past a wizard, stirring the contents of his cup magically. To be real, like, is this method conserving any energy? Because he's still making a stirring motion. He's just not actually touching this spoon. Whatever. Okay. I'm well, and also now. practical magic already did that in 1998. Nice try. 
Like right. <laughs> Sandra Bullock already did that. Beat you. Um, and he happens to be reading Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, also some impressive, just after that, some impressive wandless magic by the guy cleaning up the table who just has to wave his hands and all the chairs float. I did enjoy that. That actually took me several views to ever notice. Like, I know I've noticed that before. I don't think I've noticed that he had done it without a wand. And I was like, mm. oh, cool. So people just don't need wands in this version of Harry Potter. It's fine. Cool. Totally fine. Not a big deal. Um, so Tom takes Harry into a room where he finds Hedwig. Tom explains that she arrived just before Harry. Too bad Harry didn't bring her cage. I guess she's fucked. Um, <laughs> and also in the room is Cornelius Fudge, the Minister of Magic. Who is no longer Paul Revere. Who is no he longer Paul Revere. I'm um, very happy. This is technically Harry's first time meeting the minister. Yeah. Uh, but they don't really acknowledge that here. Nope. Just start talking. Just start chatting away. It's fine. Um, Tom forces Harry into a chair, literally Which, forces okay. him into a chair by the fire. I said, can we talk about this? Why is Harry always getting manhandled? <laughs> Why is this a thing? <laughs> like men that he's never met before, supposedly. Like just manhandle him. It's weird. And then he's like offering him this assortment of refreshments. And it's like, okay, well, he gets that there is a tray of food in front of him. Tigor, I need you to st- take a fucking step back. Because I can smell your breath through the television. (laughs) His rotten ass teeth. Also, you're in food service, Tom. Get your hands off that bread. That's disgusting. (laughs) You You should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) Get some gloves. Fuck. Uh, While he's doing this, Fudge explains that Marge was located and deflated. Did they ever say how she was discovered? Because I think that'd be great. Or did, did they? I feel like they said that. Did they say in the book that she was like up a flu or something? Mm, I don't know. She was in a that. nearby. She was circling a nearby something. I want, that's what I want to say. I just will. If they, it could have been a better story. Just a side note: if Marge oh, absolutely gotten, no, if she'd gotten electrocuted like a balloon, oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she did. We'll that's... never know because her memory was modified. All good. Yeah. And he literally says, "No harm done." Great. Um, slightly suspicious considering Harry received a warning the previous year for a hover charm that he didn't even perform mm-hmm. totally fine uh also did you notice there's a quill just going bonkers on the desk in the background that's never really explained it's like it's recording the minutes of their meeting but the meeting should be very informal right like why is there why do we i don't know it's whatever weird. so harry asks why he's in trouble and fudge just kind of plays it off like accidents happen people blow up their aunts it's totally fine um but let's remember that for a couple of years down the road. I When he's no longer the golden boy. When he's no longer the golden boy and they try to expel him from Hogwarts for defending himself. Anyway, um, I absolutely loathe Tom's stupid laugh in this moment. That's what I'm saying. Making like, like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's unsettling and it's unnecessary. And it, again, we're making him look like a goob. He's the owner of this inn that traffics people through to Diagon Alley. He should be kind of respected a little bit. Yeah, I liked Tom the barman in the first movie. I wanted him to come back. Yeah, he's fine. He said one line. I love it. He doesn't look like a toothless walnut. I will give you that. However, still, I want him. But this whole, like, weird Tom laugh is just yet another completely unnecessary addition. There is so much that they could include in this film. Why 
I, oh, why are you adding shit? Why are you adding shit? Yeah. If you have stuff on the cutting room floor, do not be fucking writing new shit that, I'm sorry. This is what makes me so angry about this movie. <laughs> I know we're on episode two. Buckle up, folks. It's going to be a fucking rough season. <laughs> Again, this kind of feels like another one we're going to have to kind of get through until we get to the good directors. Director? Is it just Yates after this? Uh, I feel like Yates only did five on. Who did four? I know Hooper did the soundtrack before. Mike Newell. Mike Newell. And then Yates did five and all. Which four I like. Four feels good. Four feels good. This I have feels. I to say about four. <laughs> Hang with us. I... Only. Only 11 I think more I'm realizing that I don't like these movies. I think that that's the <laughs> grand takeaway is that all these movies that I've watched for years and I think that I love and adore, I can't stand. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I guess that's where I was at when we first started this. I was like, I don't know if I even like these movies. So I just, I, I keep them on in the background. I don't actually ever like look up to watch them. So now actually watching them, like, no, I think they might really just be bad. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're gonna keep going we're gonna find out maybe there'll be some moments billion here. dollar universe just is not okay. oh God. anyway okay so fudge lectures harry about the dangers of having run away when there's a killer on the loose and harry inquires as to what that has to do with him once again fudgy boy dodges the question and points out that he had harry's school things delivered because apparently harry leaves for hogwarts tomorrow what <laughs> This what is, is time in the leaky cauldron? Like okay. this happened in the first movie too. They go to the leaky cauldron and a fucking month disappears. <laughs> um, took the liberty of having the books brought. Told me, hey, we're skipping the bookstore scene or anything to do with Diagon Alley. Okay, great. And I wrote, damn it. <laughs> yeah, That's all that line was doing to me. It was like, hey, we're not going to actually take you to the store. Which is like shitty because again, back to the third book. Like that was one of my favorite parts is when Harry finally got the freedom to just hang out in Diagon yes! Alley. Yes. There's like, a whole they, month here that he does fun things. Yes, I wanted to see those fun things. I wanted to see him with Florian Fortescue writing his essays in broad daylight and getting free Sundays. I want yes. to see him fucking and around in the bookstore. And Yes! Any of that would have been fun. Like, they took that from us because he's like, no, it's best if you, while you're here, you don't wander. I'm like, that's exactly what I want him to do! I <laughs> want him to wander! <laughs> this sucks. That's, that's what that line said. It was like, we're just going to cut that. Well, you mean like one of the best parts of this, of this fucking world is Diagon Alley? You're just going to... Yep, don't need today. it. It's fine. Good thing we spent a lot of money on having the night bus do stupid fucking tricks, though. <laughs> Wasn't that a fun ride? No, it was not. Anyway, <sighs> so we cut to Harry in his room, gazing out the window onto the Muggle Street below. Which I did kind of like. Yeah, I kind of liked this idea that he was in the Wizarding World, but still had a glimpse into the Muggle world. Like that I was okay with, but... And I said, I kind of like this, like, we don't get a ton of glimpses like this of like the real world, like the wizarding world within the real world. Like we do a little bit in five when they split the house apart, not the yes. house apart, but they split the houses or whatever. And like, one thing I wrote too Spoilers. is like, <laughs> well, if you listen to this podcast again, you should be honest. Um, you. Yeah. <laughs> true. Um, and I said, I'll always actually be sad that we skipped the hospital scene in movie five. Yeah. That would have been I so just read it. Cool. I'm on my annual reread, and I just read through those scenes. You're already on five? God damn. I haven't finished three yet. 
I have to get a new copy of um, four because I think I told you my four is all split up and it's, it's all this falling apart. I really need to go get a new one. No, the fifth, like when they go to the hospital and it's the, it's the um, old department store and the mannequin like waves them in and they go to yeah. the, like that would have all been so cool. And so I would just get them crammed into the um, telephone box at the end. I'm like, yeah, but we don't have any prior context for that because they didn't go to the hospital in this movie. Just a missed opportunity. Anyway, but I, anyway, so back to I did like the window going out to London and was showing like an instance of being split between the two. Yeah. Uh, his attention is drawn to one of his new books that is apparently struggling against the belt that's binding it shut. Um, for some dumbass reason, he decides to unhook the belt and the book goes cray cray and tries to attack him. I have a lot of feelings about this book. <sighs> Part why of me don't was you like, go? I feel like I've been doing a lot of bitching in this episode. So why don't you go? <laughs> I'll put in my bitching. Okay. So the monster book. Uh, all right. I didn't enjoy the book Mouth Noises. Everybody, if you listen this far into this podcast, you know how I feel about unnecessary mouth noises. Oh, God. <laughs> it, like, gets unhooked. and kind of does, like, a... I'm like, no, don't, don't, don't. Like, I don't need your clicking little mouth noise, number one. It's probably another wet mouth, and I don't need another wet mouth in this fucking series. Number two, um... I did think it was actually kind of great puppet work. I'll give you that. Like, they did actually kind of make it look realistic. And then as it was zooming around, all I can think was, how has nobody done a Monster Book of Monsters Roomba? I'm sure it exists. <laughs> like, the way I'm it spins sure around. I'm sure Google that right now. Uh, somebody probably slapped a thing around it to make it look like a Monster Book of Monsters coming around and sucking up your <laughs> floor. And if you haven't, and you're listening to this and you have a Roomba, do that. Do it. Send me yes. a picture. It is absolutely a thing. Is there it really? Videos, there are videos on YouTube. <laughs> God damn it. Well, I'm definitely going to look at that then after this. Okay. And then my last question, when it's, okay, and I think I, I don't think I've ever thought about this before, but he's like zooming around and he's like chomping, 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 and the little paper pieces are going outside of him. Number one, they're very uniform, little square pieces of paper. Mm -hmm. Number two, why would it be ripping up its own insides? Because this is a stupid bit <laughs> that actually was in the book. Well, this whole part about the book attacking him wasn't, but. Maybe it did tear its own pages. Maybe I forgot that. Maybe that's actually in the book. I know that there's a whole thing about like at the store, the books are like ripping each other apart. Each other apart. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you be shredding up your own page organs? I don't know. It's dumb. I don't know. I don't like it. So he manages to hoodwink the book into attacking his shoe and he jumps on top of it to stop it from biting i don't like the weird little sound that it makes when he jumps on it no i shouldn't I pity know. this thing when it gets I, squished another bit that could have been cut entirely didn't Thank need this you. book at all the whole point of the book is that hagrid sent it to him for his birthday and that's the connection to hagrid becoming a teacher blah blah blah, blah, blah. <laughs> whatever yeah. um speaking of things that are needless Next, we see a cleaning lady walking down the hall. <laughs> yeah. She knocks on a particular door. It flies open and unleashes this, like, ferocious roar that blows her skirt up and her hair back and then <laughs> slams the door in her face. I'll come back later. Again, it's back to somebody who didn't read the books and just like, so there'll be a beast inside. Ooh, no, they would only have beasts that were renting rooms. There's a beast in the room and it's going to roar and it will kill. Like, nah. It's going to be hilarious. It's not. like these. Everybody that didn't read the book is going to think it's fucking hilarious. It's a kid's movie. Don't overthink it. It's like, but if you actually, okay, never mind. Um, the only thing I did say about this that was actually kind of cute is did you see the broom behind her was sweeping dirt under the rug? 
Yes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever noticed that. I've seen it sleeping behind her, but it actually lifts the rug and sweeps underneath. I'm like, oh. I even... will take that. I will take that cute little nod to Fantasia. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. But, like, I didn't need this bit. It's just... Unnecessary. Um, Harry emerges from the next door down, and he sees a cat chasing a rat down the hallway. <laughs> her, her, entering the next uh, scene. He follows them, and he overhears Ron telling Hermione off for allowing Crookshanks to terrify Scabbers. This is also our first little introduction to Crookshanks. Um, Harry walks downstairs as he listens to them bicker about their pets. I suppose this wasn't okay to introduce... Mm, wow, I... Okay. And we both got tired real fast. (laughs) Well, not to mention really quick, too, when I did see the rat and the cat enter, and then I heard Ron chewing Hermione out about Crookshanks, I'm like, again, we're just going, okay, we're skipping, just in case you you missed it, we are skipping Diagon Alley and how Hermione gets this cat. About to say, like, I want the run in at Magical Menagerie. Yes. I want anything to do with Diagon Alley in this movie. It's like, oh, uh, nope and nope. Like, oh, okay. Nope. Mm -mm. It's a bummer. Hermione and Ron both look at Harry like they're very surprised to see him. Which I found so weird. Hermione's reaction specifically. She does like a weird... Did you see it? She does like a weird double take. She's like, "Uh, (laughs) Harry! I'm like, did you... you Yeah, they're both like surprised. But you knew he was going to be there. But did they? I guess not in the movie. (laughs) Because he hasn't been there for a month. He's been there for like an hour. <laughs> 12 hours, maybe. I think it's the next morning, but sure. Oh, Christ. Okay, yeah, this movie sucks. Keep going. Anyway, so next we see a newspaper clipping with a picture of the Weasley clan mm-hmm. on vacation in Egypt. Uh, it is the first time that we get to see Bill and the only time we see him played by this actor, as well as I... the only time we see Charlie Weasley in any of the films. Thank you. Despite regular appearances in the subsequent books, he's. I think Charlie might be my favorite Weasley frankly and he just doesn't fucking exist in the films charlie the one with the dragons yeah oh i kind of like bill bill's okay bill's a treasure hunter for green gods he's very i don't know he's one he's he's a bad boy that i would go for (laughs) um charlie i don't know okay so maybe i'm thinking of like bad boys from midwestern wisconsin (laughs) that are like gruff and deal with livestock big old dragons yeah 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 in a curse breaker. I don't know. He's that's a, also I think he's cool. a, Yeah, I, I like it. I don't know. I like the description of him. Anyway, I did like this scene that we get to re, like meet up again with the Weasleys, and I just wrote and I wrote like a really sad face emoji. I wrote the Weasleys just love Harry. Like when they both kind of greet him, I just kind of felt this like, oh yeah, that's family. Yeah, they're happy to see him. So Ron is telling Harry about visiting Egypt. We get a brief glimpse of a headline saying, Grand Prize winner visits Egypt to explain the trip, but as usual, we'd better skim right by it so we can make room for more stupid shit. Um, side note, Scabber suddenly has a weird faux hawk that's never really acknowledged. Oh, I didn't see that. I don't I look know. at the rat if I can help it. It's disgusting. Well, yeah. Um, that's happening while Ron and Hermione continue to bicker or whatever. The twins come in with Percy, Jenny, and Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. And the twins rip on Ron for showing the newspaper clipping off. Sorry, the only note I had here, too, is like, I'm sorry, the hair. The twins' hair and then Percy's hair. Both insane. Different ways. Fully insane. Ugh, it's like we just gave up on those characters. <laughs> yeah. Percy's nuts now. And the twins are both having bulk, bulk cuts. Um, Mrs. Weasley checks in with Harry and Mr. Weasley 
pulls him aside for a sort of man-to-man chat. Um, really big book pitch here. This was done so much better in the book where Harry overhears Molly and Arthur discussing telling yeah. Harry about Black rather than Arthur just pulling him aside for a like birds and the bees chat. <laughs> and he's basically turns into Whoopi Goldberg and he's like, you endanger girl. <laughs> you did not just bring up a ghost reference. I'm dead. Yeah, no, the book did it way better because he, he like kind of brings him aside at the train station and he's like, hey, listen, he goes, it's okay, I already know. Like, it's cool. Yeah. This, this felt way too, like, I'm going to explain a bunch of shit to you. We have to keep moving because the tables keep getting filled. I didn't really like that chaos I didn't feeling. Like that at all. Hold still like... and have this conversation somewhere. Go outside. And Hold I was it. just so frustrated in this moment because right after Arthur says, like, Harry deserves to know the facts, he doesn't actually give him any fucking facts. <laughs> yeah. Just, Bruh. Uh... <laughs> it sucked. It sucked. I didn't like it. He's just explaining, yeah. Uh... You endanger girl. Brief little side note, there is a hurricane going on outside my apartment, I am so starting if you hear, to hear something it. in the background, apologies, Mother Nature's pissed. It's the concrete jungle. We done <laughs> fucked up. You in danger, girl. <laughs> we all in danger, girl. So yeah, they Save had this the little chit-chat. I didn't like this chit-chat, too, like how it kept moving like in this little side area. Like It just felt no, it was chaotic, dumb. and again, like nothing was really said. And then again, we've talked about these transitions before too, that like we kind of, we get what we're doing, but like the doorbell ringing to bring in Aunt Marge and then the steam of the engine of the Hogwarts Express yeah, to bring in the, the next scene. from like, the next scene is overlapped in the previous scene to I, just kind of like pull us into it. I'm just, <laughs> I, no. <laughs> we already hate this. All right, we're doing great. Okay. So, so Mr. Weasley explains that Sirius Black has escaped from Azkaban to find Harry and return Voldy to power. He then makes Harry swear that he won't go looking for Black. Not at all suspicious if you're trying to dissuade an impulsive 13-year-old boy from doing something. Um, and way to like not actually give him any information about why Black would be looking for him. This whole, like, oh, because you were Voldemort's downfall is not the actual reason that anyone thinks he's looking for Harry. Whatever. Again, plot not important, plot not important. That's going to be the theme of, <laughs> theme of this we movie. We included a lot of extras, and we moved a lot, so it's exciting to watch. That's the only thing I did say that I did applaud in this. I did, like, the extras pulled into this scene because I went, oh, cool. Like, there's kind of some modern witches and wizards and different families from all over. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, you did that yeah. well. They, eh. but they tried, at least, rather than the fucking renaissance times that we were in <laughs> the first yeah, two movies I, okay anyway fucking yeah. why next we see mrs weasley running along the train platform holding out scabbers to pass them off to ron who's leaning out the window of the hogwarts express this is so extra and it's like oh let me make it very clear that this stupid rat that's been around for the last two movies is suddenly really important mm-hmm she screams, don't lose him! <laughs> like, why do you give a shit, by the way? Yeah, like, wouldn't you be glad if you're... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, like, I, I'm not ever going to have children, but if I were to have a child and he, she, or they decided they needed a pet rat, I would not be upset if the fucking thing <laughs> died, jumped out a window, was stolen, ran away, whatever. I remember my hamster died. My mom was like, oh, no, the other hamster died. That's terrible. We should get rid of this tank. <laughs> she was very eager to, like, get rid of the cage. She's like, uh-huh. Totally. No. Bye now. 
The trio searches for an open compartment while discussing Marge and comes across one with an adult pass the fuck out in the corner mm-hmm. goals. Um, and they decide to go for it since everywhere else is full and they file in. Hermione uses her incomparable powers of deduction. <laughs> yep, exactly. And discovers that it's no other than Professor R.J. Lupin. Ooh. Harry asks if they think he's really asleep, and apparently he's got some real hot tea to spill because he's got to slam the door closed and be like, I have to tell you something. And that's where we're going to leave it today, kids. That's Which, all the things that I'm going to rant and rave about for today. The only problem I had with that part, too, is like they're talking real loud. It's RJ Lupin. How does she like, know everything? I'm like, oh, he's asleep. Like, there is no yourself. way he's asleep. He's not actually asleep. This is exactly what I would do if I were on a train full of students. I would fully <laughs> pretend to be asleep. So I have some questions for you. Yes. What would you shrink and keep hanging from your rear view mirror? <laughs> Ew. No. We don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, to keep? Yeah. Keep it on that rear view mirror. Maybe it'll guide you. <laughs> no, the only thing that Take I Take it away, Arn. <laughs> oh, that hurt my soul. Um, it hurt mine. No, the only thing I would actually keep from this scene that was kind of a weird one is like the bed that Harry has in his room. That four-poster bed is like Work. elaborately carved. It's beautiful. And he has a stack of new books. I'm like, fuck, I would just like stay in that bed and read. Yes, especially magic books. Hello. Yes. You can learn so much and you're near like a crackling fire. Come on now. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's what I would keep. What about you? Um, I mocked it earlier on, um, but I do like the cute little foreshadowing of the wizard reading Brief History of Time. That's It's it's a cute. weird, we don't normally get like foreshadowing, in the, especially not in this movie where it's so clunky. Right. At least, especially foreshadowing that's that blunt. Yeah. We don't we that's get not like a gonna lot of pay real off, world. Yeah. Like fully not gonna pay off for two hours. <laughs> Hang in, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are our get rid of? What are you going to cut out of the series like that other brother that nobody knows the name of? <laughs> oh, poor buddy. Yeah, we never do see him. Um Poor Charlie. Poor Charlie. Ouch, Charlie. That Is that hurt. a siren on your side? That's a siren on my side. I've got it. What I'm not even that upset about the book. I'm more upset about Tom. Tigor. Tom, Tigor. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Manhandling him, being such a goob, like being such a like. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't bring me back to it. Yeah, I wouldn't get rid of Tigor. How we portrayed him, it sucked. <laughs> what are you going to uh, cut out like the sad I mean... Weasley brother? kind of in the same vein but just the bits in general like i'm sorry if i wanted to watch someone try that hard to make me laugh i would go to an improv comedy show <laughs> and i would be actually trying yeah and i would be just as disappointed <laughs> <laughs> please <laughs> please you can applaud their efforts because they're trying this just feels lazy it feels like again like very like we're going for child laughs like even the kids aren't going to understand why they're laughing but it's gonna be funny like right. oh, Christ almighty. there may be a little bit of scorn there in the dig about improv comedy because i was never chosen for the improv comedy troupe in college 
So fuck off, runner-up improv. Yeah. Look at me y'all. now. Fuck y'all. You got a podcast? Didn't think so. Fuck faces. <laughs> Actually, they probably do, knowing those no. fuckers. They're working in HR. <laughs> They're working in HR for their mommy or daddy. Don't fucking... Don't even think it. Okay. Hi, Let's wrap this, bitch. That's it. That's it. We're done. That's all, folks. Oh, thank God. At least Working next... style. <laughs> at least next episode, we're at Hogwarts. Yes, finally. I think so. <gasps> oh, we, we could just discuss mean... that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That weird fucking choir scene. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I just remembered it. Oh, we're going to have so much fun ripping that apart. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Well, we... <laughs> <laughs> if you're still listening, thank you so much. We we get it. It's it's it, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a thing. This whole <laughs> this whole season is gonna be a thing. Maybe the next several movies will have a little bit more of a generous, happy recapping of it. But for now, fuck this. One. For now, just buckle up for <laughs> just, me being really angry for like just... the next eleven episodes. <laughs> There's a lot of angst. There's a lot of angst, and maybe we'll maybe we'll have some guests on too that can bitch with us. We'll we'll see how that goes. Maybe somebody who actually likes it. Maybe. Ooh, that'd be a that. wow. That would totally alienate our audience, though. Like, <laughs> or help some people to not be mad at us. I don't know. We'll see. Either we'll way. See. Yeah, come and join us next week for our next chunk. We're excited about it. We are on the Instagram, the TikTok, the YouTube, all the. All the podcast things. platforms we're, hip, we're with it we're young we're cool please love we're us share us nifty. with your friends <laughs> we're something we have the minute markers on all of our social media um i want to say all that's not that's a lie we do not have our minute markers on tiktok because nobody's going to read that so we have our minute markers on youtube and minute markers on uh instagram for the next week's episode go ahead and follow us there so you can know what we're angry about next week <laughs> yeah Follow along with us, comment, tell us how much you disagree with us. You're wrong, but it's fine. You might be um, right. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I love you. you. See you next week. Us. Enjoy your typhoon. I'll talk to you next week. Mm, bye. Love you, bye. They both. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I know. We're hit me there. like a fucking night bus that didn't jump out of the way. Um, we talked about our lives. That's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love you. Um, 